Hi, and good welcome to Lee Jazzy TV. Just before we start, I've got a little uh, intro video that I've got to show you that I've done for Bet, uh, Bet Victor. And what it is, is uh, just saying what is the bigger club, Arsenal or Chelsea. I had to do a little podcast about it. Description is in the link below. Have a, have a look at it. Dave's just going to play the video now. Just a little snippet of it all. But you can go over to Bet Victor and get the whole episode that we done the other day. Listen, it was good stuff. Um, and I think I've done okay. I'll give us a calls. I've done okay. Yeah, in recent years, Chelsea have kind of over, overtaken Arsenal in this conversation. In the same way, obviously, Lee, you were saying that Arsenal overtook Spurs and it used to be Spurs. Well, we're in a similar, never well, been we're Spurs. in a similar situation, I'd say, Lee. I, I think never if anything... Spurs. Listen, if, I'm going to go, and if that's the conversation we're having now, then so Manchester City are going to be bigger than Man United now. Well, and that's, we, we, that, that's, we, that's, not, that's not the case. It's never going to be the case. You know, it doesn't matter how many trophies Manchester City win, they're never going to be as big as Man United, in my opinion. And that's the same with Arsenal. And listen, I, I think that if you look at Chelsea over the last few years, they've, 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 they've done exceptionally well. But when you go on about European trophies, we're now saying that Aston Villa, are we going to put Nottingham Forest in that, in that I think category? When you, I think the, those being in the modern day do count. Because when you look at, we're talking about big, probably not greatest yet. Talking about biggest, those things count because finances come into the mix. You know, you're talking, you guys are here are talking about shirt sales, sponsorships and likes. and All those things count now to who the bigger club are. And I, I, know, I agree with what you're saying. Just because you win a few trolls for you, it doesn't count. But that's been a sustained period. They've been ahead of Arsenal. Yes, people, welcome back. Get yourself over to Bet Victor to listen to more from Lee Judges trying to say that Arsenal are the biggest club in the world. I love it. I absolutely no, love no, it. No, no, listen, uh, not the biggest club <laughs> in the world. Bigger than bloody Chelsea. I'll have, I'll have any argument about it, like, you know. Bigger than Chelsea, like, you know. So get over there. Last man standing. It's a good um, new little thing that I'm involved in. And I can tell you that, like, some good debates on there, like, you know. So, um, but listen, I, I was always going to win that argument, surely. Arsenal are a much bigger club than Chelsea. I'd actually say that uh, um, Tottenham have got a, a bigger shout. You know, Tottenham and Chelsea, I think that's more of an argument, if I'll be honest. You know, well, it's always a, it's always a good debate because I don't know what is classed as a big club, and this it's another mm. episode, it's another podcast. Is it success? Is it reputation? Is it history? Because a lot of people say Man City now, like you said, Lee, are going to be bigger than Man United because of their success. A lot of people say Chelsea in the last fifteen years because they're the most successful team in England. They're now the biggest club in England. So there's a massive debate about it. Some people think that Nottingham Forest and Leeds are still huge clubs, um, you know, and and it's a it's a real good debate. Um, but welcome back to Lee Judges. TV. As ever, I'm your host, Dan Potts. I'm with Lee Judges, and I am also with Watford fan, Jordan. Jordan, thanks for coming on, bro. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleased to be on. Mate, yeah, sure well, Much oh, appreciate oh, you the biggest club in That's what I'm There's no debate there. There's no debate there. You've got, you've got to ask it. You know, is it Barney? Is it Chesham? You know, <laughs> well, we're playing tonight. Maybe they've got a shout. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, it depends. If they beat Everton, they'll probably be a huge club as well. That's how it works yeah. these days. Football yeah, fans. Yeah, what they're Hertfordshire, aren't they? Like, you know, yeah. played their game seven a few times in the Hertfordshire Cup and Watford. Yeah, so you never know. You never know. Who is no, the biggest club? No arguments. It's Watford, isn't it? Come on. It's got, it's got to be, yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, it's not a massive accomplishment. I would no, say, no, it yeah. ain't, but it's still, it's still yeah. something like, you know, at least, yeah, at least can... Watford can say that. 
Spurs can't say they're the biggest club in London or or in North London. At least, at least Watford can say they're the biggest in Hertfordshire. That is true. That is true. It's very true indeed. Uh, welcome to everyone in the chat. Welcome to everybody uh, that's listening in the audio. We are here to talk about Arsenal versus Watford, or should I say Watford versus Arsenal uh, at the weekend. Um, big game as far as Arsenal are concerned. We want to keep this win, running win uh, going. Um, and big games at the weekend. Start with you, Lee Judge. You've got Liverpool and West Ham, and you've got Manchester United and Man City. So Arsenal need three points here, mate, don't they? Yeah, ramps it up with those those um, fixtures coming out as well. I, I wasn't going to the game, Dan, as you will know. I was meant to be playing uh, in a cup court final for my football team. But um, unfortunately, I got injured at the weekend. So uh, I've now uh, managed to blag myself a ticket and will be going to the, the Watford Arsenal game. Massive, massive game. Uh, I don't think anything other than three points would do. If Arsenal are to get into the, or have any chance or anything about getting into... I've said it all along. Said it all along. If they're going to get into the top four race and win it, they've got to win five. Get those five games on the trot. We've won three at the moment. We've got to go to Watford and get a result and and beat them. And then we've got to back that up with Leicester. And I think the way things are looking, maybe even get a result against uh, Villa. So massive, massive game. Because if you look at it, we've got Watford is uh, and no no disrespect to Watford and all that. It's still going to be a tough, tough game. We've got some real tough, tough away games coming up. West Ham, Tottenham, Chelsea, you know, Southampton are a different animal, certainly at this moment. Newcastle, you know, we've got some real, real tough away games. And listen, every time I've gone to uh, Vicarage Road over the years, it's n- I don't think I can recall ever being an easy game. I, I think they've always been difficult, tough, tough games. I can't remember one where we've, I think we might have won comfortably one time, but it weren't as far as the scoreline was concerned, I can't remember off the top of my head, it's never been come to. I think the last time we we was there, as a, as a fans, we was 2-0 up and hanging on for a 2-2 at the end. So, listen, it's a difficult place to go. What for the physical? But um, for me, we've got to get the three points, Dan. Got to get these points on the table. Yeah, they're massive. And um, I think that, like you say, Lee, some massively, massively... Uh, important games coming up, but certainly away from home. I think we've got to play eight away games and six home games. And our home record has been great. A lot of people saying they'd rather flip that round and have more games at the Emirates. But of course, um, every game is difficult. Watford's going to be a difficult test because they're going to be different to the Watford that we've seen at the start of the season. Obviously, with Ranieri that we'd seen. I remember speaking to Rookie on here at the home game and we did manage to just scrape past um, a 1-0 win at the Emirates. And I always think every time we play Watford, like you say, at Vicarage Road, we never leave thinking, oh, that was an absolute breeze. That was a walkover. And I think that's there's compliments to Watford, really, and how they do set up against the big teams or the bigger teams uh, in the league. But Watford are going to be fighting for every single point now. And Roy Hodgson, in my opinion, is a good appointment due to his experience of doing this sort of thing. Jordan, mm. let me bring you in, mate. Um, what's your thoughts on Watford's season so far? And also, what do you think now that uh, Roy Hodgson has taken over, mate? Well, I mean, as in terms of this, the whole the season as a whole so far, it's been it's been pretty disappointing. Um, that when at the first match we had at the beginning of the season, Shishko Munoz, he was the guy that got us promoted. Um, even when he was appointed and got us promoted in the championship, there was still some concern uh, from the fans as to how we'd adapt to the Premier League. Not so much personnel wise. We generally, even though it can be a bit disjointed, generally recruitment we we do a, a decent job of. Um, but it was a big ask for Cisco to come in. It's one of his first kind of managerial jobs and. 
he showed quite a lot in the championship that he was not the most tactically astute in terms of in-game changes and setting up for different teams, which of course, when you get promoted, it's one thing in the championship and you've got arguably the best squad, you go into the Premier League and suddenly you're facing teams that are much closer if not better than you on a week-to-week basis. So there was concerns there and after a poor start, obviously he was let go and Ranieri was brought in and unfortunately, uh, after a, a decent start, um, Ranieri's time really came to a, a poor end. It was it was very disappointing. It didn't go as many had hoped, um, but it did go as quite a few had feared as well, having seen Ranieri at Fulham. So another disappointing kind of section of the season. And then on to now, Roy Hodgson. Uh, we've seen some some improvement defensively. There've been some improvements. Getting our first clean sheet and starting to get a little bit a little bit tighter at the back and keep a little bit more consistency for the back four and just for the team shape. But Having said that, offensively, we've struggled. We got a good result with Villa, but apart from that, we've uh, we've looked quite poor in offensive areas, despite the fact that we actually have a very potent front three um, with the likes of Ismail Asar, Emmanuel Dennis and, and Josh King or Joao Pedro on their days. So it's been a very disjointed up and down season. There are some positives to take away, but I think on the whole, um, kind of being in the bottom two, bottom three at this time of the season, it's got to be a negative. And Jordan, let me ask you this because um, I've always wanted to kind of get opinions from Watford fans. Arsenal fans are forever being very up and down about the way they run as a football club and Stan Kroenke and where we're going as a football mm. club. And are we as ambitious as we'd like to be as owners? What do you make of how Watford are run? Because a lot of people are saying it's just a shambles and they don't really understand where you're going moving yeah. forward, just chopping and changing of managers. Like, How frustrating is it as a fan? Uh, well, I mean, it's a good question. It's a question I could go on all day about answering, but uh, to kind of cons- make it a little bit more concise, I think when the, when the owners came in, they had a certain method, certain way of approaching approaching running a club. They've done it successfully in Italy for a long time, also in Spain for a while as well. And that that way is to decide on the style of football, you decide on the recruitment strategy, and you bring in a head coach to fit that. And you bring in the head coach to fit a specific need. Early on uh, in their ownership, they did a very good job of understanding look, we're trying to get promoted. We're going to bring in the manager that suits what we have for the setup currently. Um, if things go badly, managers come and go, especially in a smaller club like Watford. If you have a good manager, it's likely they move on. So to make that disruption as little as possible, you have to make sure you can move managers in and out uh, and you've still got the base around it to be secure. That's that's a way to be successful. And it worked for us very well. Um, we were very much around with a, a horses for courses approach in terms of First season in the Premier League, you're going to try and get someone to consolidate, be a little bit more defensive, and then start to expand, start to find these managers that can maybe progress your club a little bit further forward. Uh, and as a fan, I think um, I think most fans have been quite, maybe defence is the wrong word, but as fans of the club, they maybe have a little bit more of an intimate understanding of why the club is run in a certain way. It's very easy um, if you're kind of an outsider or a journalist, for example, a pundit to kind of discuss Watford and have a very reactionary approach to managers coming and going. Uh, but it's a different way the club runs in terms of how they treat the managers uh, and the responsibility and roles they give them. They're very much head coaches that are there to, to kind of run the team on the training on the training pitch and also bring them to the field, set them up. But they're not involved in transfers. They're not involved in a lot of those off-the-field stuff. So unfortunately, it's taken a bit of a negative turn. But in terms of the ownership as a whole, it's been largely positive and the, the club has moved forward considerably. Um, but unfortunately, now we are starting to kind of live up to some of the criticism we faced. Judges, what do you make of what Jordan's saying there? Because I think it's quite a, quite a good answer from what you're saying. Because I, I really expected the different answer. I really thought he'd be like, yeah, we're really fed up. We can't get any sustainability. We can't keep them hold of managers. It seems it's chop and change. But actually, he's looking at that in quite a positive light there, Judges. What do you make of the way Watford things are at Watford? I think I, I get that. I do get that. Like, you know, from the outside looking in, maybe they're, they're a little bit too um, um, quick on the button. 
I think one of the things that they've got to do is is get their recruitment of the manager right from the from the off. I think what they do is they make make a mistake, but I give them their due. They're not they're not afraid to uh, to yeah, quite um, ruthless. Yeah, quite ruthless. If they feel they've made a mistake, they're not ashamed to admit it and 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 go about doing it. I think Ranieri was a mistake from from day one. I have to say, I didn't think that that was a fit. But ultimately, Bosch gone and done it, and they've got in someone now that I think in um, Roy Hodgson that's got experience to, to keep him up in this league, and I don't think he'll be there the following season because that's the way that they are. Now, you can look at it one way and go, right, OK, the ambition for Watford is at this moment to do is stay in the league, and if a manager's not doing that, gone. You are you are gone, you know what I mean? Like So, you, so when you go to a Watford, and I don't know if it's massive money that they're on, there's, there's obviously like... Uh, well, you know what what the what the remit is, and if you don't uh, get to it, you you know what's coming. And I tell you what, you know what's coming because they're not going to um, they're not going to uh, sugarcoat it. They do it. Um, I think that with with Watford, um, I'm a big fan of Watford local club and everything like that. To me, um, I would like to see him stay in the Premier League on more than, more than most, but. And, and and when you look at around of other teams and all that, it's difficult. But what what they've what they're in is that they're in with a fighting chance at this moment in time. I think realistically, they weren't under Ranieri. So if if they were to survive this season, you would have to say, Dan, that they've done the right thing. They've done the done the right thing by doing it. And I think that they're in with a a, a, a big shout. I think that um, if they can sort out themselves defensively. I think that, they're, you know, Roy Hodgson's very, very good at that. I think that Leeds at this moment in time and Brentford are in free fall. I think that maybe six, seven weeks ago, I think Norwich and, and Watford, we would have probably said, yeah, they're doomed. They're the two teams that are probably uh, probably going to be out of it. But ultimately now, I don't think that's the case. I think that, that they're, they're, they're people that they can reel in. Everton now are in a little bit of disarray with... Um, with what's going on with the owners and things like that. And, you know, when you look at it, uh, Everton are struggling to beat Boreham Wood tonight, you know what I mean? So I don't think they're out of it uh, completely. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they, they, they pull their act together on Monday night, but I don't see it. Um, so they're, they're in with a, with a real danger of going down. And listen, Watford have got good strikers. They've got some good attacking players. So I think if um, they... If Roy Hodgson gets it right, I think Watford could could survive this, and then you would turn around and go, "Owner's done a good job after probably letting themselves down a little bit um, with this with with the Ranieri thing in the first place." And I want to come to Jordan on the appointment of Roy Hodgson personally before we move on to Arsenal because I think it's really interesting when you're a club that's just come back up or you've gone down, up and down, up and down. You either do one or two things. You either do a Marcelo Bielsa where you just play one style of football, you try and go for it, and if you get beat, you get beat, fair cop, you go back down. Or you do a Sean Dyche or a Sam Allardyce and you just play that style of football that keeps you up every single year. But you don't really ever go up to the top 10 or to the top six. Um, you just stay in the Premier League. So what you've done with Roy Hodgson is a little bit of a, a little bit in between, in my opinion. There. So what do you make of that appointment, Gordon? Yeah, I think Roy, Roy Hodgson's a very short-term appointment. I don't think there's a, there's a scenario in which he'd stay for longer, regardless of how good or bad of a job he would do. I think it's very much he's got a job for the rest of the season. That's that's the objective, uh, and then you know both parties can move on, and there's you know there's, there's no hard feelings there at all. I think in, in terms of Roy Hodgson, that personally, um, based on kind of my feelings on Roy, I. 
it's perhaps not the route other gone uh, in terms of where we are uh, as a team. I think defensively we do struggle, um, and I do think that that is also not just down to to structure and shape. It is down to personnel as well. And I think that we have the offensive talent we can harness a little bit more to be proactive. I think we're at the stage of the season now where drawing games is not enough. Um, we have to be winning games, and we've not been within touching distance or in striking distance of winning enough games since Hodgson's come in. And that may sound harsh, but uh, as as a fan of the club, as someone that has watched every minute of Watford Football Club for a long time, um, I, I can tell you that we do have the capability to be more effective in certain areas. And I think we are hamstringing ourselves somewhat um, in certain games. Nothing against Roy as a manager. I do respect a lot of the things he brings to the table. And I think he has done well in the areas he does well in. Uh, I just think we're at this point now. We have to be, we have to be scoring goals. We have to shoot our way out a little bit. Uh, and I question whether we can do that or not, because the performance uh, most recently for us was was not good. Uh, and coming into this game now, it does leave us feeling a little bit, a little bit daunting. I think I think when you look at the table, you can see some of our results. You know, look at Neil and at Burnley, a wonder winning away at Aston Villa. You think this is kind of positive, but uh, we kind of rode the luck against United a little bit, and it could have been a lot more for them. So, if we keep drawing games, we keep grinding out points, that's fine. But you could easily fall away from the pack just doing that. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, it certainly will, mate. Um, judges, how are we going to beat this Watford team then, mate, in your opinion? Because it's going to be diff- difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think what you've got to do is um, is move the ball quickly, get in at them. You know, I, th- I think, if, I, if I'll be honest, um, great result at Old Trafford, but this basic Man United carved them open on, on numerous occasions and you can say that Watford rode their luck or it's poor finishing by, um, by, uh, by uh, Manchester United. I think that's what we've got to do the same. Very, very difficult game uh, at the Emirates. They made it really, really tough for us. So I, I expect a little bit of the same. I think Watford will say to themselves, do you know what? If we if we come out of the game against Arsenal with a point, they'd be quite pleased with that. It gives them a point closer to the other teams. And I think that they look at that. If you be honest, if you look at from a Watford point of view, a point at Old Trafford and a point at Arsenal, I think they'll take that and then try and get some results elsewhere. But I don't think it's going to be easy whatsoever. I think it's going to be a real, real tough game. I think that um, you've, we've got to be strong defensively, which are, hopefully we can be. And then what we can do is uh, is move the ball quickly. When we get the chance, then we've got to take it. I think that 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 is very, very important. I think if we go a goal up against them, it sets us up nicely because then Watford will have to come out. Um and, and I think if, if Watford play, and I think that, you know, Roy Hodgson's a cute uh, and astute manager, will say, look, we're sitting, we're trying to hit them on the break. I don't think he'll change too much if there's 20 minutes to go and it's still nil-nil. I think that the fans of Watford will take that, um, that they're not perhaps going to go for it against Arsenal. Probably wouldn't do it if they was playing a smaller club like Spurs. But um, I, I think from that point of view, we, we we've got to go for it. And we've just got to take our chances. And I think that if we do, I think we'll be all right. I think it's going to be a real, real tough game now. I have to say that, like, you know. So, uh, listen, I walk, uh, if someone said to me, you're going to win 1-0 and it's going to be a scrappy 1-0, I'll take, I'll take it right this minute. Right this minute, I'll take it. Yeah, I think the three points is massively important. And I think if we do get an early goal, I think we could open Watford up because Watford may have to come out. They're going to be desperate to take something from it. And I think that's going to be really important for us to get our wide players in there, whether it be Saka and Smith-Rowe, Saka and Martinelli. But Jordan, what Mm. threat do you see from Arsenal? Because um, we have some attacking options that are quite pacey and quite young, quite tricky. So who are your kind of fear? uh, Sort of Who do you fear uh, coming up against Arsenal, mate? 
I mean, honestly, I, I fear the midfield more than anything. I think in terms of, you know, of pace and trickery, we're not going to leave too much space uh, for that to be utilised. I think we will try and sit pretty deep, pretty compact. It, it's the midfield where you win it for me. Um, if you're looking to beat us at home, you've got to be pulling us around. Uh... Have we lost him? Is that me or is that... Can you hear me, Dan? Yeah, I can hear you, Lee. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we've lost. I think we've lost Jordan. We'll wait for him to come in. We'll wait for him to come in. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, well, let's come to you then, judges. What um, what do you think? Uh, who do you think is key for uh, for Arsenal? Uh, well, I, 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 what, what Jordan was saying there, the midfield, I think, is key. I, I do think that you know Thomas Party and, and um, Granit Xhaka have got to take control of that mid midfield and Ulugard just coming off of it. Like, you know, I think that that is key. They're quite big and strong in that midfield um, with, with what they've got. So I, I think that Jordan's right there. We've got, to, we've got to dominate midfield. And to be honest, I felt that we've done that in the last few games. I think we've got control of the midfield. We actually got control of the midfield against Man City as well. So I think if we can do that, I think that, that that's a key. And as, as Jordan says, I think that that's what uh, Arsenal will be looking to do. Jordan, we lost you, but you're back, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, again, in terms of in terms of Arsenal threat midfield for me, I know you've got talent up front too in forward areas, but I think that's the way you win the game. We've got a lot of bodies that can press on you. Uh, Musa Sissoko is, is tireless in midfield. You can have a lot of pressure on those midfielders, but if they can remain composed uh, and kind of stick to what they know, then there's a chance they can pull us apart. And that's always going to be the risk for us. We'll take our chances on that, I'm sure. Uh, we'll try and get bodies between as many bodies between you and the goal as possible, and and see if we can come up with something on the counter because that's where our threat lies is from that from that width that we can we can provide. Fair play. Um, I think the midfield battle is always one that if you win, you've always got a great chance. And I think Thomas Party, I must say, Lee of late has been absolutely exceptional in my opinion. Probably the last five six games, I've really seen him step up his game. Have you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I, I have. I've been very, very impressed with him the last few games. Um, still not dominating it the way that I would like, but certainly up there now, control, controls the ball. I love the way he, he controls and manipulates the ball past players and then goes on. I think that he's starting to, to uh, um, dominate in there. He started with that game against Man City, didn't he? I thought he was like awesome in that game, I have to say. Then, of course, we lost him to the um, African Nations. But he's back now, and I think that he's he's looking really, really good in that in that role. And and I think that's important. I think that he has to be that that player now to the end of the season. If uh, if he does do that, I think um, honestly um, we've got a real, real good chance of um, of doing some good stuff. Yeah, fair play. Um... Let's come to team news. Uh, Jordan, you're going to have to fill us in, mate. Um, I don't know what your injury news is or suspensions or anything like that. So if you can fill us in what you think the team will be, mate, that would be really good for us. Yeah, I mean, I expect as much as close to the previous 11 as possible. I think the two the two question marks really that stand out for us, uh, Kiko Femenia at right back. He wasn't able to play the last game. He was out sick. Uh, if he's back, he'll be in the team uh, for sure. He's a real attacking threat for us. He's involved heavily in all the play on that right-hand side. And most importantly, ahead of him, Ismail Assar, who is a key man offensively. He played against United, but after the final whistle, he went down. It looked like he was holding his hamstring. Uh, he's had a long season. He played in mm -hmm. winner at the AFCON. So he's, he's had a long season already. Um, and I'm sure there'll be... Very good player. Him. 
yeah, he's a very good player. Um, he's, he's a dangerous player and he's always going to force opposition uh, to respect our, our break, as is Emmanuel Dennis on the other side too. So it does allow us a little bit of freedom. And I think those two players are kind of very key for us. So if Ismail Asar is not available, that'd be a huge blow for us and our offensive game plan. Um, but they're the two the two main guys we're looking to looking to see if they'll be ready and available. Apart from that, it'd be much of the same to what we saw against Man United, I'd imagine. Yeah, I I I can I, I think fair play with that. And one player I want to mention this season for you, I think has been outstanding and not one that I was expecting to be outstanding. That's been a Manuel Dennis. And I've mm. I've put him in my fantasy team a few times because he's just been on that score sheet and he's been doing very, very well. And I, I just want to get your opinions on him. Is is he as good as what people are saying? Because he looks a real threat. Yeah, I think he's 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 raw. He's unorthodox. Um, he can look the way he travels the ball can look awkward at times, but he, he keeps it on his foot. He's very, very technically good. It's just as I said, a bit unorthodox. But he's um, he's a threat. He, he likes to carry the ball. He can break from from deep. He's defensively. He can work hard. He's good in the air. He's just kind of an all-round talented player. He, he puts himself around well. I think the question marks previously in his career at Bruges were, was always regarding his personality. Obviously, those are things we can't comment on um, as a fan. But from watching from a distance, watching on the pitch, there's a lot to like about him. Um, he's still a good age, and I think he's someone that kind of fits the the model of what we look for recruitment-wise. Players that you can bring in that are talented, that we can move on for a much larger fee. And you know, bringing him in for five or so million, there's, there's no doubt that we can move him on and, and both sides can be pretty happy. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think the hype is is worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lee, against Wolves and against Brentford, to be fair, Saka and Martinelli weren't really allowed to do the business. I think Watford are going to learn a lot from that um, mm. and try and keep us down the middle. And like Jordan says, that's how he expects it to be. So he believes that it's probably going to be um, some of our players through our spine, which we've seen some of our senior heads for. But I want to bring in this super chat, Lee, and get you to answer. It's from Shay Tanya, and I think it's a good one. He says, uh, are we seeing this 4-3-3 style of play now, which suits Thomas Partey and Martin Erdegaard better? I would agree. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, I agree. I think that it does, it does bode well. I think what we've done is we've got a good solid back four or back five, if you want to uh, include Ramsdale in that. And that's allowing us to just play a little bit more going forward now. Like, I still don't think it's perfect. I think there's still a long, long way to go. I think mm. we rely too much on our um, our wider players. And then the last couple of games, maybe not so much against Brentford because I thought, you know, it was a great goal from Saka, but he's not been quite at his top, top level. I think um, he needs to, to, to say like he needs to, but if Arsenal are going to be really successful this season, get top four, he needs to be, uh, be more... Um, more up into the eights and nines instead of the sevens. You know, I don't think he's having bad games. And Martinelli, I think it'd be a big game for Martinelli if he plays because I didn't think he was great against Wolves. But I'm going to give him a little bit of a, a pass on that. You know, it's two weeks uh, to the day that he played against Wolves because he got sent off against Wolves and then he had, he had the suspension against Brentford. It's two weeks since he played. So he needs a little bit of momentum. Be really interesting what we're going to do with this game, Dan. Because after this, we have we've got no midweek game, and then we've got uh, Leicester, and then we've got three games in a, in a in a week. So there will be a chance to rotate. But for me, I think that Martinelli and um, uh, Saka are are key. What I think with with Martinelli as well is that we need that little bit of pace because I, I think at the end of the day, if you've got someone like Lacazette there, Watford can push up that little bit further on us. Um, and, and squeeze the midfield and make it very, very difficult in midfield. If Martinelli's playing, they may have to just drop back a little bit because they're going to worry about his pace and that then maybe give our midfield players something to play with. So I think it's it's key. I think um, Pepe and uh, 
uh, Smith Rowe, of course, are back in the um, fold for this game. Two good substitutes to have coming on if if they're the two, or if it is Pepe and uh, um, Martinelli on the bench. You know, what I mean, that's a good two to have coming on. So we've got options on that bench now, and uh, you know, um, let's not forget Eddie as well. But I thought Pepe done really, really well, and he'd be pushing for a start. Then he'd be pushing, but I do think that Martinelli should, I think, should hold out because he's been sensational for us. One mediocre game, and I won't say it was poor, but one mediocre game doesn't deserve him being dropped. Yeah, fair play. I think it's going to be interesting team news, Lee. Tommy Asu is going to be another one of people are going to be looking at in terms of his fitness. I think Cedric's been great. Tommy Asu will be looked at. I think obviously the back line should probably stay the same, if I'm honest, and Ramsdale be in goal. Thomas Party and Granite Xhaka seem to be the best partnership that we've got, and Erdegaard seems to be in that kind of free in midfield. And then I think it is all on the front men. Lacazette will probably be our centre forward, as we say, and then who is he going to play? Is Pepe going to get a start for this one? Are we going to be going with Saka and Smith-Rowe? Is Martinelli coming back in the mix? It's going to be interesting it really is so um we'll have to see what happens um but it will be an interesting one jordan let's come to you i want to ask you about arsenal and Mikel arteta because there's a lot of fans that are um saying they're not quite understanding it they don't think that he's doing a good job there's a lot of uh, neutral fans that think that he is doing a very good job that he's worth sticking with him so what's your thoughts on that mate yeah, I mean, look, from, from the outside, obviously, you always have a little bit less of an intense opinion. I think you generally, if you're looking at discussing something to do with another club, you have to kind of gauge it off what the majority of fans are saying. Obviously, it doesn't mean you're necessarily correct or wrong. It's opinion-based, but it is good to gauge it off that. And I think there's definitely been a mixed uh, mixed opinion, it seems. But as time's gone, it looks like you're starting to see a few more pieces come together. I think as long as you're seeing incremented improvements, then you know, you're looking positive. I think you are starting to see that now where with the personnel that are coming in. You're starting to see a little bit more of an identity that's coming onto the pitch, which is something that I think I imagine Arsenal fans are really kind of wanting after Wenger left was seeing some some new kind of system that's put into place and how that starts to adapt and build over time. The difficulty is obviously whether you're a big club look, big club looking to push for titles and trophies or if you're a small club looking to avoid relegation, there is an element of we need results now. Um, I think you can. I think I can respect Arsenal from from the outside for continuing uh, through some rough patches to allow him to to adapt and, and, and grow. And I think we're starting to see some of the benefits of that. Even if you're going to see a few hiccups every now and then, I still think I, on a, on the whole, uh, I think you've seen seen enough to say that it's it's going positively. Fair play. Um, and Lee, I got to ask, and I know we do this quite a lot. Do you feel that Mikel Arteta is getting us towards where we should be? Or do you still have your kind of concerns or doubts? Yeah. Listen, I think you're going to have your concerns for me until till he gets that run of games going. I expect Arsenal to to go on a five, six, seven games uh, winning streak at this moment in time. He's not done that yet. So let's do that first before everybody starts going mad about it and all that like, you know, um, and, and see, see what we can do. I've seen signs. I thought, you know, the, the game against Wolves, I felt that there were signs. You know, like the way that we come back in that game, that was positive. Um, the way we, we sort of set it up in the second half against um, Brentford, I think that we're playing a lot better. It's interesting when you sit, you talk to different uh, fans from Arsenal who haven't got that um, sort of um, vested interest as us. They're all saying, you know, oh, looking at Arsenal, they're looking good, they're looking this and they're looking that. So I think there's a, that... that that shows that there are, are things there. And I can tell you this now, Dan, one of the things we're not being taken a mickey out of at the moment, you know, and when, mm. when you're not being taken a mickey out of, something must be happening. So I think that 
all of that takes it to me that we're getting we we're on the right path. We're on the right track. I think that I'm not making it no secret. I think we should have been on this path a lot quicker than what we that what than what we are, and then we should be further down the track than what we are. But it is what it is. There's there's definitely improvements, and I think that where people like look at uh, other teams and go, oh, they're doing this and doing that. I think that there was probably a culture that needed to change at Arsenal, needed things to be done. And and as we we spoke about the other day, there's always going to be a few casualties on along the way. And I think that's what Mikel's doing. He's he's getting a winning uh, winning mentality to that team now, um, and it's looking a lot better. I have to say so. I'm not 100% convinced, but I'm 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 definitely uh, what I'm seeing over the last few weeks. I'm encouraged by it, Dan. I think that's the word. I am encouraged by what I'm seeing. I'm no way um, believing that this is that uh, everything's right in the in the Arsenal uh, camp because I don't think it is. You know, one defeat would put us or knock us back quite a lot. I do think that, Dan. So it's important that we keep that winning run going. And look, and winning breeds confidence. And, you know, if you get that result that we did against uh, Wolves, I'm sure that that would give us the confidence going forward. The one thing I will say about that, though, is that you need when you've got that on that roll, you need to, to have another game as well. Like, you know, unfortunately, we haven't got that game. But we've now got a chance to win again this out, have a nice rest after this game, a few days off. Um, and and then train again for 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 the Leicester game, and then we got we got to go in there and and, and show a bit about us when we play uh, two home games, as I say, against Leicester and Liverpool. But at this moment in time, I do think there is. I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to that Liverpool game. I'm gonna sit back. I expect us to get something from it. Um, I don't think that's wrong in me to say that. We're at home and see where it see what actually does happen in that game and see where where we are and how close we're going to be. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. Um, we've lost Jordan. I think he's come back in now. There we go. Sorry Jordan about that, guys. The joys of being in a blizzard in Canada, unfortunately. Oh, bless <laughs> you, bless you, mate. Unbelievable. Um, Jordan, let's bring you in because before we go back to talking about Watford and their relegation battle, talking about Arsenal and the top four challenge. If I give you 100 pounds and you have to put it on one team to get in the top four. Where's your money going? Do you have faith in Arsenal to get that Champions League spot or are you going to go with the, one of the other clubs? No, I actually do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's maybe a bit of an outside bet, but I I like some of the things I've seen from Arsenal. So I, I, I would take the risk and put it on Arsenal. I wouldn't say necessarily favourites, but um, I, I think we're seeing some positives there. And that I like what I like what you're doing as a club. I like the direction you're heading in. Uh, it might be taking a little bit longer than someone, but I also think too it's it's maybe difficult when you when you're in the situation where you're used to success. It, it sometimes can be a little bit harder to adapt to the feeling of not being at the level you expect to be at. And I think Arsenal did drop off significantly from, from the levels they were able to maintain before. So I think it was a bit of a longer kind of rebuild, um, and I think you're starting to see kind of some progress towards that. So if a club's on an upward trajectory, then yeah, I'm more than willing to put that bet on. That's probably where I go. I'm not oh, just saying that because you're Arsenal fans either. No, no, no. Fair play. <laughs> I love the optimism, man. I really do love the optimism. Let's see if you're as optimistic with this question then. Watford and their relegation battle. I'm giving you the same amount of money. Are you putting it on Watford to stay up or do you think that you might just not have enough this season? No, I'd probably put us, us going down. Um, I'm pretty happy to say that. Just, it, it's, I'm not going to be blind to the, to the situation. I think we, we didn't do quite do enough uh, recruitment-wise, and I think that we've made some poor decisions uh, with, with our manager choices, head coach choices. So that I, think, um, I think some bad decisions will catch up for us. 
and I think it will be uh, our turn to go down. I don't think we have quite enough. Obviously, some teams around you might help that, as you say, with Leeds and Brentford perhaps sliding down a little bit too. You never know. Things might change. But um, I, I would probably bet on us going down. Uh, it's a bit of a shame. So there were the components there to have a much better season. But, you know, we're quite far into the season now for things to be turning around. So I'm going to be uh, a little bit pessimistic on that one and say and say we're down. Fair play, but very honest. Judges, what do you make of that question? Do you think Watford can, can do it? Yeah, I think they can survive. I, I do think that um, Norwich and, and, and Watford have been given a lifeline. I do think that because of the, what's going on at, uh, at Brentford and Leeds. Now, Leeds uh, have probably done the right thing. I think, it, I'm going to say it now, that I think they were doomed if, if they'd have kept, kept it as they was going because they just can't defend. They, you know, they was open as anything, like, you know. But manager comes in there, if he can change it around and they, uh, they get a couple of their players back, then they're in with they're in with a chance. But I do, I do think that they're in free fall. I, I do think Brentford are in free fall. So maybe there's one spot left for all three, Norwich, um, Burnley and, and uh, Watford to escape from, like, you know. I think one of them will escape. I don't know what one it'll be. Burnley have got... Um, uh, the experience, I suppose, with Dyche and, and the way it goes there, difficult to beat at home. Picked up a good couple of results along uh, along the way. But listen, you know, you go to Old Trafford and you get something out of it. That's that's not nothing to be uh, to be sneezed at. I know that they had they rode their luck a little bit, but ultimately they, they, they they've got a result there. So if they can get a result at Old Trafford, they you know they will feel that they can get results other other where other places. So what they've got to do, Watford, and hopefully it doesn't happen after Sunday. It happens after Sunday is that they've got to start winning at home games. You know, like the defeat against Crystal Palace was wasn't really on the script. You know, like so they need to get that sorted out. Hopefully um, after Sunday they will do. And they've got, I think they've got a chance, Dan. I really do. I, I'm not saying that because Jordan's on here. I do think that I, I would say the same if it was a Burnley fan. Or, or, or even an Norwich fan. I, I feel that Brentford sometimes along the line. If you, you know, you look at uh, Burnley, you look at Norwich, and you look at Watford. They've got a result here and there over the last few weeks, whether it be a draw or a win or whatever. Or, uh, Norwich have done it as well. Picks up. I think Norwich have picked up a couple of wins. Brentford have not got nothing. They're playing quite well, but they're still, they're in free fall. So I, I think it is a worrying time for them. So yeah, they're in with a chance. Definitely in with a chance. Well, one thing I think is certain is that Burnley will stay up. And I just think he deserves so much credit, Sean Dyche. I know it's not attractive at times to watch, but what he does with no team, no budget, he spent £15 million net, apparently, since he's been in the Premier League. It's an absolutely outstanding job to stay up into the Premier League for that long. And I think it just gets brushed aside. And I think sometimes we all are guilty of it. Oh, Burnley will stay up because they've got Sean Dyche. And we say it as if it's a negative. Burnley fans love him, absolutely love him because of what they've done. They, you know, they, they will stay in that Premier League as long as they keep him. I, I honestly believe that and I still have the confidence that they'll do it again. I think Norwich have just not got enough. I think Dean Smith definitely has done a great job there because they were dead and buried under Daniel Fark and now they do have at least a little bit of a lifeline, not just because of the other teams around them, but because I think Dean Smith is actually a good manager and he's come in and he's changed the way they play. As for Watford, 
I think, like Jordan has said, I think that maybe their team is just not quite good enough. But I do have a lot of faith in Roy Hodgson just because of what he's done with some of the teams that he's been with, West Broms, the Crystal Palaces of this world. You've to, And the Fulham's, of course, got some Europa League final. You have to look at that and say that he's an experienced manager, but he's one that you can't be laughing at now and saying, oh, he's old and washed up because he was doing it not so long ago. So I think Watford have definitely got a lifeline there with him. Brentford and Leeds, I mean, wow. I would put money on Leeds going down this season. I really would. They look absolutely shocking at the back. You cannot concede 20 goals in five games and expect to keep your job. As much as I liked Bielstra and I thought it was sad, it's always sad seeing a manager lose his job. You can't do that. So they've gone with this new guy who's come in now who I think is going to have a style of football which is not too dissimilar um, from what I'm, what I'm hearing anyway from Bielsa. So it'd be interesting to see what they try and do to try and shore things up at the back. Brentford, I like Thomas Frank. They've had real poor results of late and they're struggling, but I feel like they've got that grit and determination to give them a chance. But I do like Watford. You know, I'm not saying it just because Jordan's on. I do like Watford, always have done. And I think they're a team that, you know, I've always had quite a good fan base. I've always got quite a few friends of mine that love Watford and that go to the games. So if I had my way, I'd, I'd like to see him stay in the Premier League. But I think it is going to be very, very different, uh, difficult for them. Jordan, let me ask you this. I always ask when people come on, if you could pick one Arsenal player to put into the Watford team right now, who are you going to pick? Oh, that's a good one, man. It's current Arsenal player, I was assuming. Yeah, yeah, not um, of history. You'll probably go for Bergkamp or Henri. Yeah, so <laughs> need some creativity. Um, oh, current Arsenal player right now. You know what? I think I think we're at the point now we could really do some creativity in midfield. I think Odegaard would be... Would be good in our midfield, someone that can just play between the lines a little bit, commit some bodies further forward, someone that's not so much there to carry the ball from deep, but can actually play the ball, help out our front three, I think probably, yeah, Odegaard in midfield for me. Good shout. Play. Good shout. That is a really good shout, yeah, and he has been a very good player of the last few weeks. It's somebody that I did question to see, you're going to score, mate, you're going to get some assists, and he's proven me wrong. Yes, he is, um, and hopefully it continues. He's been instrumental in our midfield, it has to be said, particularly since we've been playing this 4-3-3 and he's on the right-hand side of that diamond. I think he's been really good in that position. So long, mate, continue. Judges, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, Watford, if you could pick one of their players to play in Arsenal right now, who would you go for, mate? Ooh. So, I like him. I think he's a very, very why good is, player. Why is we're, like, um, we're sort of uh, overloaded with those sort of players. I think he's a very, very good player. I like him. I'm, I'm a big fan of his, like, you know, so I will go with him. Who would you go with? It's interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah, it's a good question. I was looking at it thinking, I'll probably go Saar, but who's he going to get in head of? I know it's, I know he's quality. I like him a lot. But we've got low sort of players, haven't we? So, and Dennis as well, as much as I like him, is he a Lacazette-type target man centre-forward? I'm, I'm not so sure that he is from what I've seen. Maybe you could do a job there. It'd be one of those two for me. Um mm. Because I've seen more of Dennis this season and he's on form, I'd probably go with Dennis just ahead of Saar. But I do think Saar's a great player. Um, and I think that he probably would, you know, at the moment we need a centre forward, don't we? So Emmanuel Dennis is the one that's banging him in. Um, he scored more than Lacazette this season. So I would probably go with Emmanuel Dennis, to be honest with you. Um, guys, let's do some predictions before we start to come to a close. Um, let's start with you, Jordan. What are you going for prediction-wise, mate? I'm going to go for, I mean, I've got to be, I've got to be positive. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Watford. Oh, look at that. Yeah. If we like win, it's going to be with a clean sheet. That's going to be the only way we win. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Um, I love the optimism. Uh, judges, what are you going for? I'm going for 2 0. 
2-0 Arsenal. I think maybe 1-0. I might, I might be pushing it for 2-0, but I just think that maybe like we'll we get one towards the end as well, like you know what I mean? So but by no means a walk in the park. No, it certainly will not be a walk in the park, which is why I'm gonna go for one nil to the Arsenal. Um, I think it is going to be tough. I don't think mm. we're going to be, um, you know, twos or threes in this game. I don't think that Roy Hodgson's going to allow us to have the ball and be free-flowing. It's not going to be a game like in December against Norwich and Leeds, in my opinion, where we walked it. Um, I do think it'll be a very, very tough, difficult game. And it was at the Emirates, to be fair. I know it was against different opposition, uh, sorry, different manager at the time, but certainly with similar players who know that they can keep things um, tight and sharp stop. So I'm going to go for a 1-0 to the Arsenal. Um, boys, this has been great. I've really enjoyed it. Um, thanks yep. to everybody in the chat as well uh, for all of your interaction. Thanks for your super chats as well. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on, bro. I know yeah, you're not a couple of times, but I appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah, sorry about the, the dropouts, but yeah, it's good to be on. Pleasure. Um, and I, I would wish you luck for the weekend, but maybe not this weekend after that, though. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, man. Wish you luck for the rest of the season, not this weekend. How can people follow you on social media and what you got coming on, man? And if you want to plug at all. Yeah, so uh, on Twitter at Watford Analytics. If you're looking to, if you want some Watford information, I do cover the Premier League as well, but mainly a Watford focused kind of look ahead. Uh, we do uh, Watford Buzz podcast as well. If you are so inclined to listen to some some feedback after the game. Uh, and yeah, just uh, feel free to to give me a follow and uh, have a conversation on Twitter. There we go, guys. Get yourself over to follow Jordan on Watford Analytics on Twitter. Um, and uh, I'll thank you once more for coming on, Jordan. Absolute top man. Much appreciated, yeah, thanks buddy. Thanks for me, guys. Thanks for it. Top man. Judges, thank you, mate, as ever. Really enjoyed that. It was a nice chat. Yeah, enjoyed nice. that. It was a good chat. That was a good chat. Like, you know, so um, always looking forward to see what happens. And uh Hopefully, um, we'll see an Arsenal win. So, everybody in the chat seems to be quite positive, which is good. So, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, absolutely. We will see. We shall see indeed. Uh, brilliant. We'll be back tomorrow night for a top four show at 9pm. We have got myself and Lee Judges. We've got uh, Tobes from Spurs. We've got Dan Lawless from West Ham. We've got Lil Dan from Wolves. Um, and we also have Dan from Manchester United. So we're all going to be on there tomorrow, 9pm, to discuss this top four race. And on Saturday morning, myself and Graham will be there for the Arsenal team talk. So until then, guys, take care. We will see you soon. And hopefully tomorrow night at nine o'clock, same time, same place. Take care, guys.